Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Happy New Year! This episode was, slash, is being made available on the second day of 2023, though I am recording it on the last day of 2022. Now, up to this point in the day, as far as I know, the former rapper, current pop-punk enthusiast, Machine Gun Kelly, or MGK, as you may know him, is still on this side of the dirt. Now, for those listening who may be wondering why I say that, it is because at the beginning of last year, 2022, I'd had a premonition that MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, would die before the end of the year. Now, I've had premonitions in the past. They rarely come true. But if for some horrific, unfortunate reason, my premonition regarding the passing of one Colson Baker, known professionally as Machine Gun Kelly, has become a reality, and MGK is no longer among the living at the time you're listening to this. Let me say rest in peace, Machine Gun Kelly. And to preemptively memorialize him, let's think of him fondly as we listen to this clip of MGK on the spicy chicken wing eating internet talk show Hot Ones, wherein Mr. Colson Baker was asked about working at Chipotle. Now, now, here's the clip. Check this out. You used to work at Chipotle, right? There are two types of employees at Chipotle, okay? They're the ones who, when they're scooping ingredients, sort of ride the bin and give you a bountiful portion. Then there are some that shake the spoon out, yeah, and you yeah. see pieces of chicken breast falling off the spoon. Are you the one who rides the bin, or are you one of those cowards who shakes the spoon? I'll tell you one thing. I... I hate those spoon shakers. I was Me always too. a man of the people, and I was always like, the system, this isn't my chicken. Two scoops, even. I'll give you double f***ing meat for the price of one dog. There you go. He will give you double effing meat for the price of one dog. R.E.P. Or not, Machine Gun Kelly. Hopefully not, right? We don't want to see anybody pass, especially at a young age, you know? That's always unfortunate. Not wishing for it, but again, I had a premonition. It's uh, it's the last day of the year as I'm recording this. Again, it's 2023 as you're listening to this. I don't know if my premonition has become a reality. Again, I'm not hoping for it. It's not usual that my premonitions are correct. They're usually not. But uh, but who knows? And and if so, we've we've uh, we've done our due diligence in terms of memorializing Machine Gun Kelly or not. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this program, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this fine show is if you love the show, and uh, you like what we do here, and you'd like to help support People Are the Enemy, and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my novels. I'm the author of 10 self-published books that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my stories, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way... Here's the quirky theme song. 
people are the enemy listeners. Happy New Year. It's episode 261 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. I've had some I've had some uh, candy. Can you tell? I'm a little excited. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a lot of candy for Christmas. My wife loaded up my stocking. My wife is a, is a foodie. Uh, she works in the food service industry, but she's also a huge aficionado of foods. And one thing she does particularly well is if if you have a favorite food and my wife knows you, she will remember that. If if you go out to eat with my wife like seven years ago, <laughs> and just once, and uh, she will remember what you ordered. That's the the kind of person she is. That's her passion. That's her love. In the same way, like if I hear like an anecdote about a musician, you know, whether it's a, a, a like a little just a a a, 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 a tiny little story about a musician. Uh, on tour, an anecdote about a musician in the studio doing something, uh, I will remember it forever. And I don't know why that is, other than the fact that that interests me. And I have to assume that my wife is similar. So I've got some here, and you can hear this. I've got uh, some Trolley Sour Bite Crawlers. This is one of my one of my favorite candies. I, as far as candy, I love chocolate. As most, I say most folks, most folks do, right? They love chocolate. But uh, I am a huge fan of the chewy and the fruity, and you know, occasionally the sour. So these are these are sour bite crawlers. This one is is red and yellow. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna eat it right now. But I'm gonna try not to gross you out here. Hmm. Hmm. They all kind of taste the same to me. Just like a you know sour, chewy, fruity, exactly what I like. There's a picture of a dinosaur. <laughs> In the front of the bag, it says Jurassic World. I don't know when that movie came out. I don't know how old these are, but I can't imagine they expire. What does it say? It says, oh, best by December of 2023. Well, I <laughs> I can wrap these up and, 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 and eat, them, uh, eat them a year from now, but I won't. No, I'll finish the whole bag probably this morning. I've been eating like a bag of candy like every single morning around 9 a.m. I've had the week off from work, so I've been able to do that. Is it good for me? No. Uh, do I feel like... I'm kind of, you know, uh, metering it out in terms of uh, not binging and eating a ton of candy all at once. Yeah, I feel like, uh, well, I had a bag of licorice for, for yesterday, and then uh, and then uh, today I'll have uh, uh, these sour neon uh, gummy worms, you know. And uh, they're, they're, therefore, I won't indulge completely to the point where, uh, uh, you know, of, of excess, you know. Shoot, man. Yeah, I, I, look, I love candy. I'm a candy guy. You know, I am. I'm candy and comic books. I, I, I got $4. $4. I, I won off a scratch card that my niece gave me. My niece gave me uh, uh, two scratch cards for Christmas. And uh, I have, you know what? I'm not a gambling guy at all. I would never buy a scratch card on my own. I didn't even know how to do it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how ignorant I am when it comes to scratchers. Like, I scratched it and, like, I won. Like, I said, oh, I won $4. And my wife is like, you didn't even scratch the whole damn card. And then she showed me how to do it. She had to show me how to do it, dude. I have no idea. I was like, $4, that's great. I can buy a comic book with that. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I went and I, I cashed the, uh, I cashed the, the, uh, the scratch card at a Cumberland Farms. And the guy's like, do you want, you want cash back for this? Like, it's like... <laughs> It's like shocked that I wasn't like, you know, give me, give me two more, give me two more cards or whatever they, it is. I don't even know how much scratch cards cost, but I was like, no, I, I want the cash. I'm going to the comic book store. 
<laughs> like, like I'm seven years old, man. Oh, dear, nothing ends. Holy moly. Well, it's the new year. Uh, my goodness, tomorrow, like I said, I'm recording this show on the last day of 2022. Tomorrow I will begin editing what I hope will be my 2023 novel. I've got the thing, I've got the, 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 the skeleton of it written. Speaking about dinosaurs, I'm thinking about a skeleton now. But yeah, the frame of it, I've got a, a beginning, a middle, and end. Uh, I've got the story written out, okay? You know, I had, I had the whole plot, the beginning, the middle, and end. The month of November, if you know my routine, the month of November is National Novel Writing Month. I, I write the first draft, and it's a rough draft, of the uh, the story, okay, and I get the beginning, the middle. It takes about the whole month. This this year it took, took till I think November twenty eighth until I had the thing completed, and I tried to write two thousand words every single day of the month of November. And I'm very very happy with how the story came out. I'm very very happy, and I'm very fortunate to have to have a story and to have it. You know, a, again, a beginning, a middle, and end of an original story. Uh, I'm psyched. And what I'll do is every day of twenty twenty three. I will edit 10 pages of the story. And I'll do that from beginning to end. And then I'll go back and do it from beginning to end again. 12 times from beginning to end. Until uh, until it's the story I feel is as good as it can be. At which point I will hand it off to my wife. Who will go and try to find any kind of grammatical errors. Any kind of um, consistency. Uh, inconsistencies in the story, etc. etc. Any kind of plot holes, whatever. And I will try to repair those before I hope again. Hopefully, God willing, uh, I stay healthy and I'm able to do this, and I I, I release it out into the world and uh, for for folks to to uh, enjoy. And uh, that's that's my goal. Uh, shoot, what else did I say? I thought, oh, you know what? I should mention this. I called my mother on the phone about uh, just just under an hour ago. Now she could call back while <laughs> she screens all her calls. By the way. She could call back while I'm recording this podcast. And if she does, I will answer the phone and put her on speaker because uh, uh, because I need to talk to my mom this morning. So if, if, if she calls, mind you, it's not a bit. It's not a setup. It's legit. Um, I don't edit anything when I record the show. So so uh, whatever happens, happens. Whatever we get, we get. And uh, if whoever calls, is, if I need to take the call, then I'm, I'm putting it on, on the show. Uh, speaking of my mother, I had breakfast with my mom earlier this week. It was lovely. We had a lovely time. That's all she wanted. She said, I want to go out to breakfast for Christmas. That's that's what I want to do. Not on Christmas Day, mind you. She knew I had the week off of work. I, it was a Wednesday. I picked her up in the morning. I drove her to one of my favorite diners in uh, the city of Lowell. Uh, if you know American geography, if you know if you know old Massachusetts geography, you know the city of Lowell, man. You know that's where that's where Jack Kerouac came from, right? Uh, it's a great city. I used to live in Lowell. Love it. I love it there. Um, and there's a fantastic diner in in Lowell. If you're ever if you ever go through, look, you hit me up if you're coming through Lowell. And you want to get breakfast? I will. I will hip you to this place. Uh, and, and if I can meet you there, I'll meet you there. But uh, just know, Lowell, Massachusetts, fantastic diner there. Uh, I told my mother about how great the omelets were at this place, and she wanted to go, so I picked her up. I brought her. We had a lovely time. Fortunately, we got like one booth in the back. My mother is very hard of hearing. If she calls, you'll hear me yelling to probably say what twenty-seven times. Uh, but this is the thing. Like I was worried. I thought, like, shoot, man, I I don't know. If I'm gonna, if I sit with my mother, if she's gonna be able to 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 understand me across the table, I may have to sit next to her and speak very loudly. 
but no, we, we got this booth in the back that was kind of glassed off, which, you know, they put up glass near, uh, you know, over the booth, around the booths, rather, uh, above the seats uh, when COVID hit. And uh, it looks, it looks, first of all, it looks very nice, but also it, it contains the sound and germs. So, so that worked out well. We had a booth in the very back. And, uh, and of course, the place was, was, I say, of course, Wednesday morning, you wouldn't think like a, uh, but I suppose, you know, I, I say Wednesday morning, you wouldn't think it was, it would be that, that busy, but it, it is Wednesday morning, uh, in the middle of, between Christmas and New Year's, so maybe a lot of folks had the week off, like myself. Anyway, so mom and I had a great breakfast, it was, it was really nice, uh, we both had omelets, it was splendid. Uh, speaking of omelets, breaking eggs, I, I dropped an egg at the grocery store the other day, that happened, oi, oi, oi. That was embarrassing. I went to the grocery store on Friday. Uh, I thought, like, oh, this is good. I got the week off. I'll, I'll do my grocery shopping on a Friday instead of a Saturday when it's much busier. Uh, it was, was it moderately busy? Yeah, it was moderately busy. Oddly, a lot of single fellas at the grocery store on a Friday uh, morning. That, that was odd to me. Uh, a lot of moms with kids. That didn't seem odd. But, uh, but a lot of single fellas, and I don't know if they had the week off, if they were, you know, if they were maybe second shift guys who, uh, who had figured they were, they would beat the, uh, like me beat the weekend rush to the, uh, to the supermarket. But yeah, man, I, I, so what I do, I don't know if you do this, but like when I, when I buy eggs, I take a carton of eggs and I open them up and I take out each individual egg and turn it, you know, ever so slightly to get to, to be able to see the entire egg and make sure that it's not cracked before I put it back. And I do that with, with all 12 eggs before I like close up the carton and put it in my carriage. It's, I, I don't know why I do this. It's just what I do. I, I may have been shown this when I was a kid. I, I don't remember my folks doing it, but uh, it's something I do. But yeah, in doing that, I dropped an egg, <laughs> dropped it literally like right. Like I tried to catch it with my knees and like, and it, it landed and it cracked on the edge of the uh, the cooler, and it just the yolk was all over the floor, and in in picking up the shells, it was all over my hand, and I put it back in the carton, and I turned and I looked, and I saw like people like near me, but not making eye contact. I kind of assumed that like perhaps they saw me drop the egg, <laughs> and then kind of looked away embarrassingly. <laughs> And I was like, shoot, I got egg all over my hands. You know, I got, there's egg all over the place. I reach into my pocket. Fortunately, I always keep plastic bags, extra plastic bags, empty plastic bags, supermarket bags, no less, in my pocket for this, you know, for the reason of when I walk my dog in the morning, if I have to clean up her stuff, I bag it up and then I drop it in a, a trash can as I walk down the street. Well, I fortunately had a, a, at least two empty plastic uh, supermarket bags and I was able to clean my hand off and then kind of wrap wrap uh, the gooey, the gooey uh, uh, supermarket bag within another supermarket bag and put it in my pocket and then get on my merry way. But it was embarrassing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that before, dropped an egg. Um, you wanna hear something funny? This is fun, okay. I don't have a lot of time, but I do have time for this. So we're gonna play this. This is really, really cool. Um, this is a woman uh, who uh, is does comedy on TikTok and she did a, a bit imagining imagining uh missy elliott writing the song work it okay shoot if i had the song work it i should have queued it up so i could play it for you if you don't know it but uh she's going to talk about the lyrics so you may remember it and uh, if you were alive if you were if you've been alive for the last 20 years you'll you've probably heard the song work it okay all right check it out so this this is and i'll tell i'll give you the woman's name as soon as i play the clip but i i, I wanted to get this on there this is really really funny 
check it out. So again, she's kind of it, it kind of imagines Missy Elliott talking herself through uh, the song Work It as as Missy Elliott. So here it is. I just think about something like, is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Um, I love that. And then I think after we go, is your from it the flan yet? What the hell was that? It's what you just said. In re I literally put your thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. That's genius. And I feel like most people won't even get it. I know. And then I want to go, boys, boys, all type of boys. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese boys. Love that. And I think after you should go, white, dang, 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 dang. White, dang, 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 dang. Sorry, what is that? I don't know. It's fun. I want to say it. I want to say it. What does that even mean? Ain't no shame, ladies. Do your thing. White, dang, 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 dang. That I love. I told you. I just think about something like, is it worth? <laughs> cute, right? And uh, I say cute, funny, right? You know, I I, I got to stop saying cute. Uh, and that was um, that was by a woman named Louisa L U I S A Lang L A N G E. Is a joke. That's that's how she goes. It's all strung together on TikTok. If you're looking for her, Louisa Lang is a joke. Anyways, I thought that was a great clip, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to hand things off right now to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines, and she is going to give you the chart chat. Here it is. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome to Rachel's chart chat for another week, the first one for 2023. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, it seemed like people were pretty blown away by the electronic Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam track like I was. For the 70s chart this week, Sirius XM 70s on 7 once again ran their top 1,000 of the 70s instead of a regular chart, or even the top 100 of a year again, like they did last year from 1976. So nothing from the 70s this week, unfortunately. For the 80s, 80s on 8 did their VJ Big 40 based on the Hot 100 from December 24th of 1988. This was a very historic day in my house because it was the day I got my American Girl Samantha doll. And later, my brother said that I should have been the model for the child size Samantha dresses in the catalog, which in some ways is an even more special gift. Getting into the picks, uh, at number 95, we have Sir Mix-a-Lot with Posse on Broadway. That would make it to number 70. Uh, this was the second single off of his first album, but it was the first to chart. Of course, he's more known for Baby Got Back in 1992, which was a number one hit. And he also had a song called Jump On It in 97, in, in 96 that made it to number 97. And those are his three Hot 100 entries on the pop charts. Posse on Broadway was inspired by a night cruising his hometown of Seattle, Washington. And they name check uh, the restaurant Dick's Drive-In, which I learned about from the uh, Doughboys podcast. And the lyrics mention the 808 kick drum, which is featured on the track. The album it was from was called Swass, and it went platinum. And if you've heard the uh, Lonely Island song, Natalie's Rap, there's a line where she says, I got a deaf posse, you got a bunch of dudes. That's stolen straight from this, or it's a reference to Posse on Broadway. And while I was looking for a video to get a clip from for the segment, I found this amazing collab that Sir Mix-a-Lot did with the Seattle Symphony, with it, them playing the, the, the music live and him rapping together. And it was really, really cool. You should definitely check that out. At number 83, we have a song called Doctrine the Tardis, Doctrine as a verb, the Tardis, by the Time Lords, which was really uh, Bill Drummond and Jimmy Cauty, which went on to form the KLF, 
uh, was at 83 this week. It would hit number 66 in the United States, which blows my mind. Um, of course, it was a number one hit in the UK and New Zealand, but it went top 10 in six other territories around the world. Um, so this is a novelty song, of course, inspired by Doctor Who, the TV show. And uh, the song has combined rock and roll part two with a sweet song Blockbuster, um, as well as the Doctor Who theme. And there was, uh, so this was, I mean, clearly a pretty clearly a novelty song. Uh, in the Wikipedia page, it references Melody Maker publication described Doctor in the TARDIS as, quote, pure unadulterated agony excruciating and sounds magazine reasoned that it was quote a record so noxious that a top 10 place can be its only destiny um so people were kind of opposed it sounds like um i'm pretty much just wanted to include it for any doctor who fans that may be listening to the chart chat just weird enough i wanted to tell you about it if nothing else it led me to the sweet song blockbuster so that was a lot of fun at number 79 Kind of also in the realm of this is so weird, I need to tell you about it. We have a song called Till I Loved You, which is a duet between Barbara Streisand and her then-boyfriend Don Johnson. That's right, Miami Vice's own Don Johnson. And so I knew that uh, Don Johnson had a singing career, of course, with his single uh, heart, Heartbeat, Looking for a Heartbeat. And I knew that uh, Barbara Streisand and Don Johnson had dated. As a loyal Bloom County reader, I knew of this. But I had no idea they had cut this song together. And the first time I heard it was when, in 2018, I had was listening to a Hot 100 from, again, the end of 88. And I had a very vivid memory. I was in the parking lot of a Menards because I was going to go buy a Christmas tree half off after Christmas. And I heard this song. I just had to stay in the car and <laughs> listen to the rest of it. But the more I listened to it, it actually is kind of a pretty song, um, very in that adult contemporary mold. Uh, I read that the song was originally from a never-staged musical about Francisco Goya. So it became kind of a concept album that they were hoping to one one time put up on stage. The original duet was done by Placido Domingo and Dionne Warwick, and later Domingo and Jennifer Rush uh, released a single. But Barbara and Don's was the first version that was released, so, but it's technically a cover. And that made it to number 25 um, on the pop charts. Number 65, we have a group called Alphaville with their song Forever Young. That, that would make it that was as high as that would get, six, number 65. This is the second time the single had been released. Because when you listen to it, it does have a bit of an earlier sound than 88. And that's originally it was released in 84. Um, but this second time it came out in 65 was the peak, which really surprised me because I think of this as such a big 80s song, very iconic. And I was kind of researching into it, and I really think it was its appearance in Napoleon Dynamite in 2004, and then It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that got it more attention and more interest, people interested in it than were at the time. Of note, uh, there's also a Rod Stewart song on the chart called Forever Young this week. It's at number 71. Sometimes, you know, you see songs that are out like at the same time. Like a good example is Sheena Easton had a song that was going to be called 9 to 5, but then they called it 9 to 5 Morning Train. To not be confused with the, the Dolly Parton 9 to 5, but they didn't do any kind of parentheses for either one of these. And the same thing with, uh, there was two different Don't Be Cruels in 88, and not a parenthetical to be found. Um, Alphaville is also known for their single Big in Japan. That was the first single, and this was their third, Forever Young. And they are still active with one original member. At number 22 is The Way You Love Me from Karen White. That would make it to number 7, and it was a number 1 hit on the R&B side. And it was her first single off of her first album. And I remember liking this one a lot at the time. 
And overall, Karen had five appearances in the top, top 40 on the pop charts, including one number one in 91. And I read that today she's living in Sacramento, working as an interior designer and a real estate agent. Oh, the song was written and produced by Babyface, and it had the combination of R&B and the New Jack Swing sound. And finally, from the 80s this week, at number 18 is The Promise by the group When in Rome. And that would make it to number 11, and it was a number one dance hit. And this is also featured in Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I would say it probably gave them a boost as well. Uh, they were a British band. They only had one album with their original lineup. Then they are now kind of having that same du dueling lineups thing that many uh, older bands find where they are forced to be known as different names. There's Win in Rome 2, Roman numeral 2, and Win in Rome UK. So I, this, these two, apart from being in Napoleon Dynamite, I do think that Forever Young and The Promise go together. The Promise recently, in the past 10 years, I guess, uh, had a great cover by a country singer. Had a, country, a cover by the country singer Sturgill Simpson that's quite beautiful, that was featured in the TV show The Leftovers. Um, before I go, I wanted to shout out a couple of 80s music-related things that I watched recently. The documentary Under the Volcano about George Martin's Air Studios in Montserrat. found that very interesting to learn about the albums that were recorded there and some different artists that came through there. And I also watched the uh, Holly Knight, the songwriter we've mentioned here a few times, was a guest on the podcast Never Not Funny. And uh, you can it's a free episode to listen to or subscribers can watch the video. And she had a lot of great stories, and she has a book out that I'm definitely going to try to shop for with some of my Christmas money. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Craziest coincidence just happened while listening to Rachel's chart chat. While she was still talking about um, Sir Mix-a-Lot, I looked over on my CD rack and just pulled off, happened to, to, to notice and pull off uh, the Time Lords, the KLF Doctor and the TARDIS CD maxi single from 1989 is the date on it. And I, I had opened it up and was just looking through the liner notes. And wouldn't you know it, a second later, Rachel literally started talking about the exact song that's on that CD single. I couldn't believe it. Crazy coincidence. I immediately took a photo of it in my hands and, and texted it to Rachel to let her know that happened. Uh, wild. Uh, oh, I love that she mentioned Bloom County, too. I don't often talk about Bloom County, but as a, as a kid, I, I loved Bloom County. Uh, younger generations may not be as familiar. Uh, Bloom County was a, a weekly comic strip in newspapers, and uh, it it, it uh, featured some, some fun characters like uh, anthropomorphic animals. There was Opus, who was a penguin. Um, there was, I think it was Bill the Cat, who was kind of like this rock and roll slash punk rock cat. And... Uh, and then some uh, some humans that were involved in the lives of these animals as well, and ki and children too. Like I remember adults and children in uh, in the uh, plots, really really uh, adorable and fun. And there was often a lot of nineteen eighties pop culture referencing. 
uh, from celebrities and and even music. Like uh, I remember like seeing Madonna in there, and uh, when I say they were referencing, like they there'd be photos of them that they'd have transferred to comic strip form, uh, and they would show those actually in the strip, and it was kind of a lot of fun. And uh, I used to love Bloom County for that reason. It was very hip, very cool. Uh, oh, Forever Young by Alphaville? Yeah, I love that she mentioned that. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Sure. Yeah, that uh, that featured it. Uh, Jay-Z also. And I believe Jay-Z got one of the guys from Alphaville to, uh, or maybe the guy from Alphaville to uh, to sing the, uh, the chorus when he performed on SNL. Very cool. And The Promise, of course. When in Rome, The Promise. I think Jimmy Fallon called that, like, the, the greatest song ever. It, it is a great song. It's so good. The fact that Napoleon Dynamite got both The Promise and uh, Forever Young on the soundtrack uh, was uh, uh, both great gets for a soundtrack. And then whatever that song that Napoleon dances to at the end, I believe it's Jamiroquai. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Anyway, uh, awesome, awesome job, Rachel, as always. Always love the chart chat. Folks, this has been episode 261 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers, both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. Happy New Year. We love you. Peace.